This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. I'm Cassandra Baldini with Financial Standard. It's been said that this year marks a new chapter for financial advisors. And one of the most recent changes, of course, is a long-awaited merger between the Financial Planning Association and the Association of Financial Advisors. This week, the industry officially welcomed the launch of Financial Advice Association Australia. And with me today to discuss the new entity is its chief executive, Sarah Bood. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. No worries. Thanks, Cassandra. So what kind of transitions can be expected over the next few months? When will the teams officially be combined? Okay, so the, the big milestone that we had on Monday of this week, the 3rd of April, was that we have officially become the Financial Advice Association of Australia. That's the milestone called legal completion. And the teams have actually co-located and we're now all employed by the the merged association, the the FAAA for short. So that's been a a big um, big change and really positive uh, messaging, I think, for the profession for this week. We've also formally announced our new name and our new logo, uh, and that's gone to members on both sides on Monday as well. So that's the, the big milestone, if you like, for this week. But, of course, mergers don't all happen overnight. It will take a while over the next couple of months for all of those milestones to be hit. Um, and the next one that, that members will see is when the next financial year renewals come around, they'll be invited to renew with the FAAA rather than the FPA or, or the AFA. So that will happen during May and that will be the next big milestone for members. And the merger will now form one voice, a united front that will represent the industry. What do you think the biggest challenge for the new association will be going forward, considering it will represent a large portion of advisors in the industry, and those advisors are bound to have different opinions and views when it comes to professionalism standards, remuneration, and the quality of advice review, just to name a few? Yes, look, it's quite interesting, actually, that what one of the reasons I think that the merger made so much sense for both sides was that th- those voices and the things that our respective members were looking for had actually become very, very similar uh, over the course of, in particular, the last five years. So while there are a lot of voices and, of course, a range of opinions that our members have on these matters, they're actually not as diverse as, as you would expect, that there's, there's strong consensus now amongst both heritage members that we're looking to be recognised as a profession. We're looking for regulation to reflect that and we're looking for ways that we can make the business environment easier to work in so we can deliver to consumers much more quickly and simply than we've been able to before. And and those those voices are really, really consistent. Um, You're quite right that the process that we go through to understand what members looking for on particular matters can be complex but but we do we, we have on both sides and, and we will continue to have a range of ways that we invite feedback from members so for example a, a consultation that we we just completed our submission for on the objective of super it's probably a, a good example we will send notes to our members to explain that this submission is open and we'd love to hear from them about what their views are uh, we also have uh, a community online um, where where members can get online and 
jump in and talk about their reactions and views or, or questions about the particular matter. Both associations also still have open email addresses for members to send through their feedback through. And we've got a very active policy and regulations committee where a number of members are volunteering their time to help get engaged in, in whatever the matter at hand might be. Um, sometimes we'll also survey members, for example, uh, about particular matters when there's a really high priority or high profile issue, which is something we did on professional standards, for example. So there's a whole range of ways that we engage with members to understand what their position is and what they what what they want us to take forward and represent to government. And we, we continue to do that. That's a very, very important part of what we do. But as I said, just I guess circling back to the start of that response, um, there's a perception that there's a lot of disagreement out there and, and certainly on some issues that that can be the case. But it might surprise people I think in some ways to realise just how much agreement there is on on the really important issues. And the FPA and AFA did previously work quite closely together um, on a frequent basis. So can you tell us now that you've joined, are there any objectives in the pipeline that you're looking to address pretty quickly? Yes. So probably the most urgent issue for our members right now is clarity on professional standards. That's certainly the one that members raise with me directly most often and and from all the chatter that we see, we we are aware that there was an experience pathway that was proposed by the Minister while while in opposition. We're very hopeful that we will see some exposure draft regulation on that matter very, very soon. I lost count of the number of varies that the Minister used when, when he was speaking to this most recently, but he did say very, very, very soon. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm hoping that we, we, we're talking weeks rather than months on that. Mm-hmm. There are a number of members that are just really keen to get clarity on that, whether they will be available, will, will be able to take advantage of that pathway and under what terms they'd be able to. So we're keen to get resolution on that very quickly. Um, we're also working very closely with, with government, with Treasury, with ASIC, with, with members and other associations on the quality of advice review that's clearly the the main game in town at the moment when it comes to our sector. And, you know, we, we've worked with all of those parties to understand, firstly, what the timeframe is and the structure around consultation and ministers being quite clear, I think, that the, the formal process will open shortly after the budget and that there will there'll be structured consultation um, focusing in two areas. So, one is identifying what you might call the quick wins. I think the minister referred to them as no-brainers. There's quite a few proposals in that in that set of um, in that report that I think are really going to be helpful to reduce the cost of advice and the red tape and the paperwork involved in providing advice, um, and and also can have an impact on getting the cost for consumers down. So we're really looking to identify those and get them acted on as quickly as we can. Then there are other proposals that I think are bigger changes, in particular the proposal that uh, product issuers could provide simple advice not using a relevant provider, not using a qualified advisor or planner. Those proposals represent a bigger change and they do need some more review and consultation and we're really keen to be getting involved in those conversations, representing members and making sure that we get an outcome that works for consumers and, and works for advisors and planners. Speaking of costs, now you've consolidated, are there going to be some costs saved between both entities? Yes, you know, absolutely. And, and 
of course, for many mergers, that's part of part of the value that you hope to deliver. Um, we, we literally were both located on the same street in Sydney. Wow. So that was easy. Um, we, we were able to save that, that cost of one of two premises very, very quickly yeah. and simply. So that's an obvious synergy. And there are many other areas now where we're going through, working through material contracts and the different engagements and um, arrangements that we have with various suppliers and so on and ensuring that we're able to deliver to our members the benefits of that greater scale that we have in those negotiations. So, yeah, there's quite a few there where we're really hopeful that we're able to operate at least as well, if not better, at a lower cost. Well, there's been a mass exodus of financial advisors from the industry over the past few years, leaving room for a lot of new entrants. What will the FAAA do to encourage and support the next generation of advisors and help numbers return to a healthy level? That is a really big focus for us. We're really concerned about the numbers. We've lost something of the order, I think, of 47% now of advisors from the high in 2019. We know that we need more great financial advisors. Like the, there's a massive demand and supply imbalance right now. We need to serve consumers. There are many people who can't get advice at the moment. So it's really important for us, for consumers and for our members, they need to have new people coming through, you know, new, new planners they can train up and engage with the younger generation. So that's massive and, and it's been a big focus in the past for both associations and will continue to be. So the AFA had a, a really successful engaged community called Gen Next. On the FPA side, we have very active and engaged student uh, representatives. We have an organisation called FPEC that works with the universities and the student councils um, to encourage students to enrol in those courses and, and also support them through that journey and, and help them find the, the transition to the professional year and then to full-time employment. So that's that's just to start, though. It's going to be a big focus for us uh, when the merger completes. So we consider it to be super important. And finally, do you think there'll be an uptake in members now that you've merged or what are the perks of joining the Merge Association? <laughs> well, look, we, we certainly hope that, that people do perceive a lot of value in, in membership. Um, we had quite a lot of members of both associations. So for those members... There's a great perk right from the start that they'll only have one membership rather than two. And, and for members, what they tell us is really important to them is firstly advocacy. They, they really want to have a say and, and have a, a stake in the future of the profession and, and support and be seen to be supporting the profession. So for many members who speak to me, that's number one for them. But of course, there are a whole lot of other benefits that, that come with membership from all the engaging with colleagues, the events, other CPD, the business support services, you know, all, all sorts of things that you would expect to get from your association absolutely continue. But I, I think the, the big change is being part of the, the major professional association, the lead voice for advice, and having an opportunity to be part of that and shape the future of the profession. And that's what we're incredibly excited about. I, I really love engaging with members and speaking with them about what they want next, what do they want to see this profession grow into and become. And I think that that's absolutely what's important to us and where we're very, very focused now on delivering for, for our members that we represent and support. 
Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and sharing those insights. And we wish you the so much luck over the next few months um, throughout that transition. Thanks so much, Cassandra. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 